T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Rolling solo again today. JP is still out. He'll be back tomorrow. At least we think he'll be back. Jeff, is this the third day in a row that you were behind me again? Jeff, don't, he, don't, he don't hear me talking right now, does he? You know, this is the young man that claimed he, could, he beats me here every day. And he doesn't even know how to work on the radio. But now we have a very busy show for you today. Mike Jones from... Uh, the Athletic will join us. Mike's going to talk to us about some different things. Quarterbacks. The quarterbacks, the, the top quarterbacks in the draft this year. Give some of his take on the combines and different things that are going on. Mark Stern will join us to talk about it's the Catholic League Championship coming up this weekend, so we'll talk to him about that. Tony Massenberg. Every time I think about young players getting themselves into something, and I know Tony, I've always had a lot of conversations with him, so I really, really trust and believe in what Tony says. So my question is to – have some conversation with him, have a conversation with him about the John Morant situation. And I listen, I understand. Hell, I was young at one point, and I'm, I wasn't always the guy I am today. But eventually there are certain things that you can dabble in and play in to where it, 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 it seems like the end is only going to be something very detrimental. So I hope to God that John Morant uh, believes and, and truly means what he said in his uh, apology uh, to his friends, family, the NBA, and also the Memphis Grizzlies. I hope also that John Morant understands that you are now in a position, and I will let you hear Jalen Rose talking a little bit later, to where you were a part of the family. Then you become a part of a crew. Now you're a leader. Whether you're ready for it or not, you are a leader because you're put in a position to where the eyes are on you. People are going to decide what you do. And as I say this to a lot of people, and I hope a lot of young people who are aspiring to be uh, athletes or or, or actors or rappers or singers or whatever you want to be, if you become famous, you begin to make the decisions for those that are going to hang around you. Uh, Kyle Kuzma said, keep your S tight, okay? And I totally believe that. So we're going to get into that later on in the show, and I I really want to open up the phone calls for that because I I believe we are in a a position now not just for – our culture, speaking like me, about African-American man, but for the 
the United States as a culture, where we don't hold people accountable for things. And I think when you don't hold people accountable and you just play along with them, I would have to ask the same question, question that Kyle Kuzma asked, are your homies really your homies when your homies are helping you and putting you into situations and into stuff that can cause you some problems? We also talked to Barry Zuluga a little bit later on, but uh, John Bones Jones returned back to the UFC rink and didn't take very long. People been waiting on him all this time to come back. He got through his stuff, and he went in the ring. I think it was 32 seconds, I think, Landfield. He choked him out. He, he, did, uh, he did a little something to this man like I did to Jeff. You know, bigger man walks in, and you make him tap out. And I think John did the same thing. Can't wait. He walked in right on that. Yeah, it was perfect timing. You walked in. But, uh, I, I listen, I, I had a great weekend. I had a chance to ride my bike, play some golf. What did you two young gentlemen do for your weekend? Uh, nothing. <laughs> How did I know that was going to be the answer for Landfield? I actually, I changed my cell phone provider. You changed your cell phone pro- mm-hmm. provider? Why? Yeah. The uh, old one was too expensive. Got a better one. So did you get better service or the service got worse? Same. Same? Mm-hmm. That's what you think. Wait till you go and dip. Well, you don't go many places. I don't go places. So you're going to go in the same spots. You'll be good. I got all. It's just saving money. I'm I'm rolling in it over here, Jeff, B. did you get a chance to go to the Defenders game? They're rolling at 3-0 and right now, man. No, I did not go to. They were, not, they were picked to finish 6th or 7th. And I think it's what, 6th or 7th teams in the whole division? In the whole, what, XFL, whatever it is? And they are sitting now at 3-0? and Yeah, I was watching the game. They, they, uh, their defense. They're balling, man. Stepped up. Um, the team they played yesterday, they. Didn't really turn the ball over early in the season. And D.C., what, had three turnovers yesterday? Mm. Took three of them from. So what else did you do this weekend, Jeff? Oh, I also um, I actually chilled in the house. Um, I, I went, oh, no, uh, I did Is Landfield go. rubbing off on you or something? Because that's kind of hard for me to believe. Not B, I've been on the road, man. So now that I'm home, I just wanted to chill in my house. I did hit the gun range and then clean my guns. But after that, I, I chilled in the house this weekend now. Next week, when I'm gone, that's where, where I'm coming alive. Where you going to be? I'm going to Jamaica. My, oh, one of my One of my boys getting married. Oh, I'm in a wedding. Oh, so, you know, my, you're not the best man, right? Nah. Okay. But I'm a groomsman. <laughs> the, see, the best man has responsibilities. I want to make sure you can handle your responsibilities. Hey, being honest, I job like him. I'm the only one holding it down right now. But that's another story. You're the man. But anyway, uh, Combine's going on this weekend. We saw some guys put down some hella numbers. Uh, the young man from from a Michigan 4, I don't know what's up with all the bubbles going on in the studio over there. It's a little different. You know, uh, Jeff is sitting. While, I'm going to try to make this picture come out something you can see. There are bubbles being blown at Jeff. I don't know if this is some type of ritual that they got going on with each other or something, but. It's just bubbles flying from no, landfill there, over there the jet. There's no ritual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what landfill has going on over here. I forgot the 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 cornerback from Oregon, tall, rangy. He put a four three eight down, and we thought that that was going to be what's going on. But that young man from Michigan, he rolled in and dropped a four two seven, and this is when you know somebody is fast. I, they saw us. This is funny to me. Deion Sanders was there, I think, a few years ago when Troy Apke was running his 40. 
And Troy Apke went down there so fast. Dion stopped. And they were like, what's wrong? Well, you, you, you shocked? And Dion said, yeah, I'm shocked. Y'all know why I'm shocked. He said, I can't say it on TV. <laughs> but you know why. You know what he was trying to say with Troy Apke. Well, while this young man from uh, Michigan, I forgot his name, was running this weekend, this dude was picking him up and putting him down. He was picked like Daryl Green is the only guy I've seen at like five nine, five nine and a half. That every two steps, once he once he started grooving, he was pick he was picking him up and putting him down and covering seven eight yards with every two steps. That young man from Michigan did the same thing and he dropped a four two seven, and uh, he was flying, which is absolutely moving. But if anybody want to know the fastest I've ever seen, yes, it was Daryl Green who ran a four one six. My rookie season here in Washington, that dude could pick him up and put him down. But we know the big, big story, and I can't wait to get Mike Jones on to discuss this with him. The big story of the combine are the three quarterbacks. Well, it's four of them, but one of them's not working out. Bryce Young is standing around talking to Reggie Wayne and mixing and mingling with other guys, while Levis, Stroud, and Richardson were putting on a show. I think when you start looking at the actual passing and who places the ball in the right spot better, I think Stroud won that hands down. If you want to know who has the strongest arm, it is Levis by a mile. He has a cannon, as he stated early in the season. But sometimes that cannon don't know which direction it's going. Uh, I think when you got the deep ball, Richardson, Richardson is the best athlete of all all of these quarterbacks there. He's 6'4", 245 pounds. The man ran a 4-4 in the 40-yard dash. He does backflips all over the place, all types of things. But he's a little inaccurate with that football. He can throw it long. But he he went through the season and he passed for 53.8% of his passes were completed. And when you look at Stroud and guys like that, they are higher up. Uh, pocket presence is, is horrible. Let me just say it again. Horrible for Will Levis. JP called him Levi's. I'm gonna try to stick with the Levis. His mom and lame, mom and daddy say they Levis, they Levis. But you have to have some level of great pocket presence if you're gonna work out in this NFL. And I don't care if you're sitting in the pocket or you they're gonna half roll you or whatever, you need to be a little better at that. But as I started reading this article this morning, it was um talking about Steichen, the offensive coordinator that left the um, Philadelphia Eagles. He's now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And they were sitting there watching those quarterbacks. And you have two I mean, two distinct differences in a sense where Ballard, I think, is a GM. He has said that he's seen guys in the, in the combine and he's made judgments off of it. They drafted an offensive lineman. I think there was a guard maybe three years ago. And he saw the guy and he, he decided in that, in that workout that I'm drafting him. Came back the next year, saw a guy in his uh, in his pro day, senior pro day, and because he worked out so well, he got it. Now both of those guys, the, the the guard was from Notre Dame, and he was terrific, and has played terrific for them. But Steichen has said, "I am not going to just look at the combine numbers, which I think nobody should just look at, because as they put a preface on, as they put a highlight on that the guys are throwing the football on air." They should be able to throw a lot of completions. There have been guys who've gone through the combine completely and did not incomplete one pass the whole time. Guess what they've done in the NFL? They have not gotten a completion in the NFL because they can't make a team 
or they can't get on the field. So it's not just about someone because, as I said, 1990, when I was leaving college, going to the Combine, there were not classes and people that were trained you specifically for just the things that they do at the Combine. Now there are multiple businesses and companies and things that all the way down to the interview process. They're making sure you answer questions the way that the owners or the, the, the GMs want you to answer. They, they put you through the shuttle drills over and over again until you get faster at it. They teach you little tricks of the trade. So now guys are going into the combine knowing what to expect. At one point, you didn't know. You showed up, you did your stuff, and they found out what you can do. Today, the guys should be better equipped because a lot of it is happening for them. But I think ultimately still, when you begin to look for a guy to play, I can – what you look like at that combine could tell me a lot. If you were a guy who was always in shape and then you come to the combine and you're a little pudgy, I know you're not dedicated to your craft. If you're a guy that was consistently a, 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 a person that was kind of out of shape, but now you're in great shape, I can look at that and say this guy's putting in some work. Or I can say, well, we better check him to make sure he's not using some stuff to get to how he is because all types of little things happen. But when I sit and do, I think the in, in my mind, bench press is worthless. The 40 can show me some speed because everybody wants to talk about how fast somebody is. But if you can't cut, what good does it make if you're a running back or a receiver? If you can't run but a straight route, then guess what? Anybody on defense can start getting ready for that. But that interview process is probably as important as it comes because what they're going to do, what they're trained to do now, a lot of these coaches, a lot of these GMs, they go to these psychiatrists and psychotherapists and all those people who teaches them what type of questions to ask to see where you're going to go with it, how you're going to answer it, and they can tell them a lot of things that will come about based off of your answers, what you say or what you don't say. So I think they try to trip you up sometimes. We've heard the horror stories of guys being asked all kind of stupid questions, you know, about let's say weird jobs your mom may have had or your dad may have had or what type of things that somebody has done. The whole thing about it is you're there. You're the one on uh, being interviewed, not your mama, not your daddy, nobody else. Because, like, I understand people want to judge you based off of those you hang around, which we're going to talk a little bit about that later on when we get to the job and rent stuff. Because guys don't understand, I don't think people understand, when we sit there and you keep making mistakes and people say it's not you, but you keep being around people making those mistakes, eventually they don't think it's you. Because whether you are or not, when you are the name, you're going to be the person that they're going to put in the, in the position of being in power. And I just believe that uh, this combine was good. I think the better quarterback I saw of the three is still C.J. Stroud. I think Richardson, Anthony Richardson, is very, very raw. But I think they're looking at him in a similar manner as how Cam Newton was coming out. But Cam Newton came out of college after winning the Heisman Trophy and taking his team on a, uh, a national championship run, and they won it. Anthony Richardson is coming from a team that was 6-6 six and six this year. He's very athletic, and he, he likes to flip. After every, I guess he finished a workout, he flips. 
He finishes the warm-up before a game, he flips. But that's something that's nice. That's something you can add on. But is that going to be the reason you draft him? Can he show improvement? You know, he was floating balls. He was throwing balls way outside. He overthrew some things. I think he has to become better at controlling that strong arm that he has. He has to become a better a better quarterback instead of just an athlete. Because at this level, you're going to judge him based off of the things he does in the pocket, the way he throws the ball, the way he reads defenses. That is how he's going to be judged. He's not going to be judging the other side. And then we go to Will Levis. You know, he, he, he loves to brag on his arm. He loves to tell you how strong his arm is. But every pass does not need to be one that seems like you're trying to throw it through a wall. He got to get better control of it. You know, I know when Donovan was here, uh, Santana would tell me, like, man, that ball was coming fast, bro. And I think you watch the quarterbacks who understand, just like a, a great pitcher, you know when you go, you throw enough fastballs, so all of a sudden you throw off a, a, a changeup and the guy is swinging because they expect something. You got to know when and where to use all of your, 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 your speed on it. I still wish Bryce Young would have thrown some balls or whatever, you know, <laughs> instead of not doing anything. As the guy Ballard stated, I want to see every one of the kids work out. A lot of times they have different reasons for not, but if Bryce Young is the unanimous decision as the number one pick at quarterback, that may be why he's not working out, okay? Because what happens with the guy that's the number one pick, they're going to let him know we're picking you. And if they know it's going to be a trade, they're going to say we're picking you next. And they're going to make sure that that dude gets to them 100% healthy. They're not putting him out there around these other people to try to mess him up and, and uh, you know, have him get in a situation where he may not be able to come to training camp and be healthy. But JP and I, because JP would say he want to get into all of this uh, combine talk when he gets back, so I think it will be a lot better. I just wanted to get on the quarterbacks today because I saw them a lot, and I know that's all we're going to talk about because I think as much as we say Sam Howell is the guy here, Many people feel we still need to be looking at quarterbacks. I don't know if it's that high. We still have to look at the quarterbacks or look for some level of a quarterback. So we're going to break down the combine all the way starting tomorrow because I don't want to do it today. And then Jay come tomorrow and we have to repeat stuff because uh, doing repetitive things kind of throws me off at times. But I think we have enough uh, positions to look at and we're going to break it down to you all the way from start to finish. Different positions that Washington may be looking at, different positions that I think people in the NFCs, because I always like looking at the teams that we compete against twice for a division. Because I think when they get better, we have to get better. The things that they're improving at, we must improve at the things to counter it to make sure we're going to have a chance with them. And I know we did not finish great last year, and we want to make a state. We want to make a step up this year. So we're going to take a break here. And as we get back, I'm going to be getting ready to get Mike Jones in. Mike's going to come in. Talk to us about some different things. Mike was at the combine. He left early, came back. But I know Mike is uh, all over it from the quarterbacks to uh, the different quarterbacks that may be moving around, the veteran quarterbacks, to these young quarterbacks coming from the combine. All those different things, we're going to break it down with him. This is B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. But, hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. The back half of the NBA season is here, and now is a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. 
Listen, you don't have to be an expert to bet on FanDuel. You can bet your NBA bets easily. There are all kinds of things out there. You can bet on a spread or the money line. You can pick your favorite player for a prop bet like player points, rebounds, and assists. When you look at the local team, I think Kuzma and Bradley Beal, you go with them on some points, you may win you some money. And you can listen, FanDuel has this exclusive bet. It's called the two-by-three. Two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes of a game. I think, you know, the odds are very, very high. So you can put a little money and get you a big payout. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you when you go to FanDuel.com slash Brian. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, uh, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 800 Gambler. Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Let's go straight to the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. We're talking, bringing us, uh, our friend in right now, Mike Jones. You can find him on Twitter at ByMikeJones. Every time I say Mike Jones, Lanfield say who? And I get, I'm about to answer him. Then I understand what he's trying to do to me. Mike, what's going on, brother? How you doing? What's going on, B-Mitch? How you doing? I'm absolutely chilling, man. So you're at the Combine, and uh, I had a chance to look at some of those young quarterbacks yesterday and – uh, they all have big arms, but they are totally different in essence. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. I think the the more polished guy is Stroud. I think Levis tried to throw the ball through bodies at times, and I think right. when you look at uh, Richardson, he's the best athlete, but I think he's a little rusty in the passing department. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes out, you know, because Bryce Young, you know, the one that people regard as number one, like he, he's kind of a small guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, when you the measurables came back, very similar to Kyler Murray. I don't think he's quite as thick as Kyler Murray, but nobody that I talked to really had concerns. They figure, you know, hey, he's going to get with the creative coach. They're going to move the pocket. They're going to do things to help with his size. But just the athleticism, the total package that they give that he offers um, is going to make him uh, worthy of being – um, you know, maybe uh, the first pick. It's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. But I'm with you with Anthony Richardson. I'm very intrigued by him. Definitely the best athlete. Um, you know, and I'm wondering, is this going to be one of those guys who's taken a little bit later in the draft 
um, and winds up being a real stud, you know, kind of like Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think, you know, he was, uh, what was he, the 10th pick or 11th pick? Mm -hmm. Um, And teams, you know, really regretted that. Uh, But having that year to sit under a veteran was really great for helping refine his skills. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting because, man, when you look at some of the plays that Richardson was able to make, uh, he looks a lot like Mahomes, throwing from awkward angles, extending plays, making throws on the run. Uh, But he does need some polish. But, I mean, he could wind up being a guy that is in a great situation going behind a veteran and then really blossoms after he's uh, polished. You talk about the size. He's, what, 6'4", 245 pounds. He ran a 4'4". I think that's going to bode well for him. But we're finding out now that even the guys that are super athletic, you got to be a nice passer in the NFL. And you talked about Bryce Young a little bit earlier. Bright, normally, the smaller guys are athletic as hell. They run a lot. Bryce Young doesn't do a lot of running. He sits in that pocket and throw the ball. Will that, like, affect him some at the next level? Well, the, the, the thing is, is he does have the mobility to move. You know, they can do some rollouts and things like that and, and try to help move the pocket. So he's not just sitting back there trying to throw over those big linemen. So um, I, I think, you know, from talking to people, they felt like, hey, the guy is still a really talented passer. Um, he's one of the, the best prospects in this draft right here and didn't think that was going to be an issue. To me, you know, I'm like, man, the only thing when I look at Kyler Murray, you know, I mean, he's not the biggest guy. Durability is a real issue. So um, that's what I'm really going to be interested in seeing is how does he hold up? Because as we saw, you know, you can be lightning fast. You can be dynamic, you know, in, in the college game. When you're going up against those defensive linemen that run four four forties and are you know close to three hundred pounds, getting hit by those is a lot different than the college game. But and, and Stroud, you know, we know he throws the ball very well, but people seem to want to shy away from Ohio State quarterbacks. But I think the way he lets the ball go, he throws the ball where it's supposed to be. He doesn't like most college quarterbacks. I feel throw the ball at the person, but right. he was throwing it at spots like the the guys in the, at the next level do. You know, will the Ohio State thing affect him? Yeah, that's really going to be interesting because a lot of the times we've seen Ohio State quarterbacks, their receivers are so wide open that you're not having to fit the ball into tight windows. But thing with Stroud is he understands and he has shown that he can throw guys open in tight spaces and things like that um, when he has to. And having that understanding is what you have to have in the, in the NFL level. Um, now, he you know isn't regarded as – is as crazy an athlete as some of the other guys out there. He does have some athleticism. Uh, but I think, you know, it is a guy that's got uh, the ability to play at a high level. But, again, you go from Ohio State where you have the cream of the crop in wide receivers and offensive alignment and tight ends that you're working with to the NFL where maybe you have one superstar target. And maybe, you know, because you're getting taken high in the draft, there's a lot of holes. Can you elevate that team? Can you continue to execute at a high level? That's really going to be the question with him. We're talking to Mike Jones from Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at ByMikeJones on the BetQL guest line. And Mike, uh, Will Levis, uh, a, a lot of his promises about the way he operates in the pocket, his pocket presence. What were your thoughts on him? Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, he's definitely a guy, like you said, he tries to throw the ball through people. That yeah. big, <laughs> strong quarterback. Um, I don't know, man, because look, look at the way the NFL is going. We got, you know, all of the top quarterbacks have some mobility. They have the ability to move and make plays on the run, and they have touch. 
Um, that's something that we still need to see, you know, from him. And, you know, maybe, maybe he's going to be okay. Um, you know, it just all depends on what kind of system they go into and what these coaches are able to do to mask deficiencies and really highlight uh, the strength. Well, moving from the quarterbacks that are looking to become somebody to the guys that already have established themselves, Aaron Rodgers, Carr, Lamar Jackson. Are, I mean, we know Carr's not going to be with Oakland. Rodgers, where will he end up? And Lamar, will he be playing for the Baltimore Ravens or not? Well, you know, I heard last night that, that, that the Jets might be out for Carr and not to rule out the Saints. And that was kind of a rumbling. And now we got reports that are just coming out right now that sounds like things are getting very close with him and the Saints. Um, and so, you know, uh, his former head coach, Allen, Dennis Allen, um, uh, was there when he was drafted with the Raiders, and now he's the Saints head coach. When you look at the openings out there, you know, a lot of people I talked to a couple weeks ago had thought Carolina would be a good place for Carr because of Frank Reich and uh, the, the similarities in them, both being men of faith and being a former quarterback. But a lot of people thought the Jets because they have so much talent, young guys on offense and defense. But the one thing about the Saints, not only the familiarity with Allen, is look at the rest of that division. If you go to the AFC uh, East, you are in a division where you got to go through Josh Allen, you know, the Dolphins are in, look like they could be in good shape if Tua can stay healthy. The, the Patriots, you go to the Saints, man, the, the, the Buccaneers are hitting the reset button. Um, there's, you know, the Falcons aren't close right now. The Panthers are starting all over right now. You've got a really good defense already with the Saints. You've got some weapons if Michael Thomas could ever stay healthy. Alvin Kamara can stay out of trouble and stay healthy as well. Um, that is probably a really good situation for Derek Carr, and he's got a coach that's got some familiarity with him. Well, Aaron Rodgers reemerged. He came out of the darkness. He was there. He was on for four days. He went a little longer than four days. Right. Will he be back in Green Bay? Because they just – this is the thing I don't like about that deal. They signed him to that, what, three-year, $150 million deal. Right. And now it seems like they're trying to get rid of him. What, they know they got this terrible deal. They're trying to put that on somebody else. Yeah, very, very interesting <laughs> situation right there, right? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, we kind of messed up, and we're tired of this guy. But I think part of it also is they're, they're tired of the whole, you know, will he play, won't he play, all this stuff that's dragged out, you know. And it's like, if look, if you're Rodgers, hey, you're too old for all this drama, man. Like, you know, be about your business. Are you going to play? You want to go somewhere else? If you're the Jets, you've already looked like you're going to miss on Derek Carr. You have to do everything possible to get Aaron Rodgers because the alternative is what? Having to settle for Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, talked <laughs> about the Raiders are interested him. in him. Yeah. You're going to have to be stuck with Pat, with, with more Mike White, more Zach Wilson. You got um, uh, the, the former um, offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, who's very good friends with Rodgers. You got to put all your chips towards the table and try to get Rodgers, because otherwise this offseason, the, the Jets will not have taken any steps forward at that quarterback position where they feel like they're a quarterback away from really contending. But for me, I really would not be surprised if Rodgers stays in Green Bay because of the familiarity. He's got those young guys who uh, have another year under their belt at the wide receiver position, and he's, he's kind of a, a sentimental guy, um, not wanting to start over, want to stay with the Green Bay Spend his whole career there, be a Packer for life. Wouldn't surprise me at all. All right, well, Lamar Jackson, now they, they're thinking about putting the franchise tag on him, and it's kind of strange when I hear that the Giants are going to put a franchise tag on Daniel Jones. Right. Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones making the same amount of money doesn't 
quite make sense to me in the NFL. No, it doesn't. And that's the thing is like, look, Daniel Jones had one good year. Not even a great year, but a good year. Um, I, If I were the Giants, I'd do what I could to try to get, you know, I was thinking maybe how you use the franchise tag on Barkley and then sign Daniel Jones to a multi-year deal, or maybe you're paying him $30, 35000000 million. But then these reports came out that Daniel Jones wanted $45 million, wanted Dak Prescott million. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, be <laughs> realistic. But knowing the quarterback market, his people are saying, hey, you're going to have to tag us or you're going to have to pay us. And it's crazy to think that a guy like Lamar Jackson, who has done so much, putting the Ravens on their on his back for multiple years now, mm-hmm. could be looking at the same situation as Daniel Jones. But you know it's because Bashadi, the owner of the Ravens, is very upset with the Browns for giving uh, Deshaun Watson that fully guaranteed deal. And you know that Lamar Jackson's like, look, if Deshaun Watson and all his baggage gets him a fully guaranteed deal, I've been a Boy Scout and had this team on my back. I am not taking less than that. And so you understand. But, you know, it sounds like they're still not even close. And so that's why they might have to tag them. And then there's been talk. Some people I talk to say they get a sense that there might be a little frustrations going on there, and they wonder if it'd be a tag and trade. So this mm. thing is still not not close to being resolved with uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, even though they really need him. Mike, I know we they, they put we put the pressure on the player and the quarterbacks thing, but this is part of the NFL's problem too, that they yeah. have established this thing that the quarterback's gonna get fifteen percent of the of the salary cap. Right. That's the way that they designed this thing. And then when the quarterback wants it, they go, Well, you're not good enough. Well, no, you should have never presented it like that. As I stated right. before, not every quarterback is not the best player on the team. No, no. So they screwed this up by setting it up like that. They should have just let whoever the team felt was better, they get top dollar. But we have put it where quarterbacks are going to get paid just if they're in the position, not necessarily be good. The quarterback position is very much like the NBA. Yeah. If you're out there, you're going to get paid a certain amount of money. Right, right. It, it's crazy because <laughs> when you look at what these guys deserve and what their value is, there's no way in the world that Daniel Jones should be making that kind of money. I mean, what's going to happen with Geno Smith in Seattle? They're going to have to tag him. And even though he had a really good year last year, he's not worth $35 million, $40 million. You know, I mean, it, it, these owners, though, they agreed to the CBA and the structure of these salaries and things like that. They've backed themselves into a corner. That's it. Well, there's a, the, the, the Bears sitting at number one. Are they going to use that pick or are they going to trade it away? From what I can gather, they would like to move that pick. They've got their quarterback, Justin Fields. You know, there are some people trying to ask questions about him and, you know, is he whatever. No, he's a guy they're very invested in, and they feel like, look, they can move down, get multiple picks, really help bolster their uh, draft not only for this year and for the future. There are teams that are sniffing around that pick, like the Houston Texans, who are at number two, but they – might want to move up to number one to keep a team like the Indianapolis Colts from jumping up to number one or somebody else mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere. You've got the, um, you know, a few teams that are out there who need quality quarterbacks and, you know, they're a little bit further down and they're worried they might not get their guy. So if I'm the Bears, I trade down from one to two and then I trade down from two to somewhere else again. So that way you can help yourself get really a boatload of picks this year and next year 
multiple first rounders, multiple second, third rounders um, by moving and really having a lot of resources to surround Justin Fields with. Yeah, I just looked at the, the draft order and I'm like, I was just telling Lanfield, I'm like, the Philadelphia Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year and they got two first round picks. Right. <laughs> you know, it just, it, 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 like the rich getting richer, uh, richer. You got to figure out a way to make sure you can manipulate this thing. They, the Eagles come out and they get a pick in, at 10 from New Orleans. And then yep. they come back again at 31. And I just think that that's you got to find a way to get something done. Uh, any any rumors about who Washington is leaning towards? Not yet. Not yet. It's still early. You know, you look at their what they need roster-wise. You know, they say they're invested in Sam Howell as their first option as quarterback. So then you look at the other side of the ball, they really need help in their secondary. Could be a defensive back. Could be a safety um, that's there that helps that that back into their defense to help give some support to Howell. Obviously, he's got a lot of weapons on offense to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could use some offensive line help as well, though. So, offensive lineman or defensive back, I believe. All right, Mike. Well, I appreciate you giving us some time, man. Thank you very much. All right. See you, B-Mitch. All right. This is Mike Jones from The Athletic joining us here on the BetQL guest line on B-Mitch and Finley. So we're going to take a quick break here. We get back, touch on a little bit of the things that Mike is saying about the, uh, the commanders. But there is a cornerback out there we know Washington needs a corner question is should they try to trade for Jalen Ramsey why is he too much of a knucklehead to try to bring here because he doesn't seem to be a guy he has a lot of talent but doesn't seem to be a guy who's going to lead people anywhere you mentioned Finley 1067 the fan we'll be right back we're back and uh Washington the question I would ask to you all where do you want them to go in the draft what position are you looking for? I know I, I talk about offensive linemen a lot because I just feel they haven't really addressed that a lot. And I feel with the weapons they have on offense, you have to address the offensive line to enable them the opportunity to be able to perform at the highest level. Because I believe once the offense can click consistently at a high level, this team can make the major step of where it wants to go. Because But right now, where like I think in the olden days, you can focus on just defense, but the way the rules are set up now where offenses are going to get the benefit of the doubt most times, they're going to get the pass interferences and things like that. You can't touch them after five yards. You have to make sure you invest in that side of the ball to give yourself a chance to win because if you get up against a team that has a above-average defense with a potent offense, they're going to get you. Once they get you a few times, then if your offense can't come back, you're going to have problems. You know, now, if I go defensively, I look at that cornerback position. It's become one that's very, very vital now because the receivers are so damn good. You know, you got all these 707 leagues around here. I think that has made the receiver core become better and better. And you want to have a legitimate cornerback to go against them. I mentioned, do you think they should trade for Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey is going to be expecting tons of money. His salary is high as hell. I think, no, you stay away from that. You know, you go get you somebody younger that you can get the best out of them while they still are coming up. But Jalen is top dollar at this point. And I don't know if that's where you want to jump at right now on the defense because your strength is your defensive line give you a lot of help. I think uh, another linebacker uh, and, and keep your pressure with the defensive line, you give your cornerbacks a chance and your safeties a chance. But as I look at Washington, for me, Offensive line is vital. Cornerback, like, 
you go get an offensive lineman, you have him for five years, basically. You have a low salary. You can now build around that as these guys get better. If you go into the free agent market and you go get some of the top offensive linemen, they are commanding super, super top dollars. You start around $15 million and you start going up. And I think that stops you from being able to do as much. Like when we look at this football team and they say, okay, stand with Sam Howell, Sam Howell enables you the chance to go out and spend money in other places. But if you're going to be spending that money, you need to be getting legitimate players. And I think that starts to dwindle a little bit. So when we start looking in positions and we start hearing names pop up, we're going to have to be the team that shies away from what we had become at one point. You remember back when in 2000 where every big free agent name came up, we got them. But we also got them after they were beyond their prime. They were past prime very much, and then they come here and they couldn't perform at a certain level. So it's time now where we start getting guys that are younger that begin to hit that mode, and then we are worried about them coming in their fourth and fifth year playing and go, oh, man, contract year. Yeah, but we got to get the best out of them instead of being the person going to pay top dollar to somebody else's guy and then they come here and they have to learn over again and they don't, they don't uh, amount to what we expect them to be. Uh, I, I would love to see us focus more on the draft because there are a lot of guys on this team right now that were drafted by this team that you're starting to see, you know, reach that goal, become those names. Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen. Now, Deron Payne was drafted here, and then we were like, oh, we didn't think it was good enough. We went to get Fedarian Matthews, and now Deron Payne has performed. And we're in a position where we had to put that tag on him. That tag, I hope it doesn't come back to haunt us like it does most people because every time we see a tag put on somebody, eventually in a year or two they're gone. We want to see some people stay around. But I think they got to go offensive line. You can, And then you start thinking cornerback, and you find other positions that can help you. We've seen Ron right now two times. Third round, he finds people. Second round, he can find people. Go get them. You know, if you're going to see somebody, somebody at 16 that you want, move back. Get some more players. If you can get multiple linemen, multiple uh, cornerbacks that could come in and help this team out, I think you want to give that a try. Want to take us a quick break here? Be Richard Finley, 1067 The Fan. Be Richard Finley is presented to you by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group at the MVP of DMV Real Estate. Sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 